You're listening to The How Podcast, lessons on life and business from real people making forward moves and who aren't afraid to fail. I'm your host, Joshua Ruder. Let's get into the show. So hello and welcome to The How Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Ruder. And on today's show, I am speaking with Kevin Alexander, the founder of Rika Products and a fantastic product called the Rika Block. But not only is he a business owner, he's a proud dad and family man and who to talk about these things better than himself. So Kevin, hello, welcome to the podcast. How's it, Josh? Thank you for having me. It's great to be on the show. Um, thank you very much. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so Kevin, uh, Rika Products, obviously um, there's a business there and you're also a family man and have been in the building industry for some time. Can you just give us a little bit of your backstory? Uh, what is your your view on life and business and things like that? And also tell us a little bit about the Rika Block. All right, great, thank you. Wow, so I'm in my early 40s now and uh, I jumped into the building game about 16 years ago when I was came back from England and uh, you know just was a little bit lost. You know, I was doing a lot of bar work and came back to South Africa and thought, cool, let me carry on doing that and realized I'm not going to make a career out of this. So, um, you know, I started up in the building game and learning about timber and it was a complete different world. It was really exciting for me. I found it challenging and I enjoyed it. And um, I did, I worked in a, a structural timber place for about four years. Then I went on to a joinery place and then moved into also for about four years. So I learned a lot about doors, windows, like very accurate uh, measurements. And it was a different side of the industry. And I found that also super interesting. Um, then went on to working back in the timber game for a pole company uh, with timber. And it was uh, also quite varied and selling a lot of different products. And, you know, after all these years of just listening to people and, and what they were saying and, and kind of knowing that internally, I just really wanted to become an entrepreneur that was that was deeply rooted in my soul like I could feel a pool and it was pool was just getting stronger and stronger as the years uh, went on too much into the point where I just couldn't uh, forget about it anymore and, you know COVID assisted and maybe I'll talk about that a little bit later but um, yeah it was just something that I felt I had to do so um, I yeah I got this product um, I designed and engineered the product and uh, launched it and just um, was super amazed at you know its response and how I felt about it it was really passionate and it was a funny feeling I never ever felt that I was really ever working when I was doing this and it felt like I was kind of cheating because I was always just having a good time and it was just I just knew that it was something I had to put my all into and um so yes, uh, I started the company uh, full time. Um, only you know, I started it probably about two years ago as a side hustle, and realized oh, this it was just pulling me and pulling me. So about three months ago, I decided to leave my current that job at the time, and then uh, went full time into into Rico products. Uh, that's... Uh, on the father's side, yeah, sorry. go for it. Sorry. Yeah, just on the family side, I'm proud father of. Four children, in fact, and um, uh, two step sons and uh, two uh, girls of my own. So I'm very fortunate to have a full and wonderful family and a lot of support. A wife really backs me and, and supports me all the way. So I'm very fortunate. 
Yeah, that family and support structure thing is is a big one in um, entrepreneurship and and running your own business. Mm. Um, can you just talk a little bit about having a side hustle? Because you were full time employed and you had discovered this product and started building it on the side. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in there as opposed to just you know, diving deep in and risking it all. I mean, some people do do that and have success. Um, mm. But the, the the wise approach seems to be to to have that side hustle and slowly build it up. And can you explain a little bit how, what that life is like um, managing a full-time job and building something on the side? Yeah, that, that was, that was trying. Um, not, not so much in the beginning because it was, wasn't that busy. Um, but as it grew, um, I felt it, it got quite trying and you kind of constantly had to apologize for getting back to people late because you could only re really reply to them after hours. And, uh, you, you know, you weren't always on top of your business, but you realized that, you know, I realized where it stood and what I, what I was, you know, I could, couldn't take away from my, my full-time employer because, you know, that I was always very committed to the job. Um, but I felt guilty, you know, a lot of the time I did feel guilty, especially towards um, what I feel is before I left, because I could feel the business was pulling me and the pool was quite strong. And just to, to juggle both eventually became a bit difficult for me personally. And I just thought, even though my wife was thinking, I, I would pass on a lot of the stuff to my wife, Robin, and she would do a great job. I just felt like I wasn't that, you know, I couldn't, I it needed my all. And that's, so it was good. So for starting up and it's great, but also too, I feel when doing that, I was also holding it back. So as, as great as it was, I was holding the business back. I, you know, now that I see, I could have pushed a lot more and the business would have, it would have helped the business a lot in the beginning if I had pushed then. So it's hard to really say when the right time is. I think that's a personal thing. Um, it could be financial. It could be, you know, it could be a lot of different aspects that you feel when, when it's the right time. For me, it's, it just became evident in my personality and the, the, the pool for me. And after being, you know, somewhere else for a long time, I just realized, you know, I was in my 40s now. I need to make a change, <laughs> whether it's a, a life, a life, you know, your life gets to a certain point and you feel, okay, let's let's invest now, you know, uh, midlife crisis, call it maybe, but for me, it was just a pool and it was a pool that I just couldn't resist anymore that I had to go for. Um, interesting choice of words, you know, some, sometimes we pushed and other times we pulled and, you know, I guess to have that perspective on what's, what's, you know, the force pushing you, but then also what's pulling you towards, towards that thing. Um, mm. You did this in uh, like the middle of a pandemic um, and restricted business. So what, what was that like and how did that affect your decision-making or what has the effect of a pandemic been on this whole process? Yeah, that, that's a good question because um, it probably would never have my job probably would never have happened unless it was for the pandemic, which is quite strange because business-wise, it probably didn't make sense to do it at that time or even, you know, even at, at the level that we were in when I left, it was probably level three. But because of the pandemic and have spending, 
more time at home, even though I still work from home throughout the pandemic, largely, um, not the whole time, but especially the last two months, like the last maybe six weeks of it. Um, I definitely, it definitely showed me what I wanted. It showed me this, that I could be around and still be, still be able to work and just, just to see my family more and just to be around more and have more, you know, I was constantly away for 14 hours a day before and, you know, I got home quite tired and just had to try to be the best father I could be and the husband I could be. When you're completely exhausted, you know, you've been, you've been talking to people the whole day and then you come home and there's hardly much left in you. And, you know, it's unfair. I thought it was unfair. Um, I was raised by a dad who worked very hard and he's, he's still one of my role models. You know, he's a, he, was a, he still is a fantastic guy and he, he works super hard. And that was always for me, like I wanted to be just like him and work super hard. But I realized, you know, when I saw him retrenched at, uh, I can't remember exactly. I think it was late forties and I saw the struggles he went through and I just always looked at him and thought, I don't want to end up like that. That's not where I want to go. So sort of, sorry, I shifted a bit there, but just, just, you know, I used these things and I thought now's the time. And it wasn't, you know, in hindsight, I don't know whether it was good or a bad time. Um, people weren't taking on a lot of new products when I did it, but I, I didn't really, I didn't really let that stop me. I sort of stayed positive and, and pushed through and, and kept, kept knocking on doors or, or, or emailed. And, you know, um, and that, that's what I continued to do. You know, it was, it, it is a lot harder because we still, it's still a little bit restricted now. And some people, the timing now, when I see myself right in our building season, so people are not taking on a lot of new products right now, but there's a lot of building going on. So that doesn't mean, yes, maybe it's not getting into the retail market, but it's still uh, it's still getting into the market, which is important. Yeah, I mean, those are some some interesting connection points. I mean, you, you mentioned your father and um, having to face something very real, like a retrenchment. Um, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm hearing a lot of importance around the fact of not having your life been maybe dictated to on someone else's terms you know where now you're your own boss it is 100 on how much energy and effort and time you put in um that is going to affect whether people buy your product and you build those relationships and stuff and do you think you know looking to the future um that the the way your kids are going to see you is going to be something that will be like a role model thing to them as well um how do you how do you see that with that story between yourself and your kids yes i think taking off from um like like I say, I was still very uh, proud of my dad you know I was still very proud i went through a, a wonderful childhood i really didn't really go without, you know, so I'm quite fortunate. Yeah, we didn't have the best of everything, but I can't say I really went without. So he, he really, um, my both my parents were very hardworking people and, and always provided as best they could. Um, I just got to a point where it's, it's, it's a different world we live in now. And I really wanted to be a largely also this decision was what, what can I show my children? What courage can I show them? Um, through the face of anything and, and through belief that 
we don't all have to follow the factory worker mentality. You know, we really have it in ourselves to be inventors and entrepreneurs and individuals. And I thought it was, you know, I thought it was the time to, to show them and just to really try to um, be a different inspiration for them. And, you know, I speak to them often about it in, in, you know, I have completely different conversations with them now than I used to because there's such a, a different uh, relationship is getting stronger, you know, and it's really showing. And that for me was important, you know, missing out on uh, at least the first you know, 10 years, not, not missing out on their lives, but a large part of their lives, like the little school runs and being able to just go see them or pick them up and have chats and take, take them to singing lessons and these small things I was missing out on. And, um, you know, now that I have the opportunity, I kind of try to jump at them at every second I can, but I really want to show them. And I think it's important to, to, to show our children that, you know, there is not only one way, there's, there's multiple ways to be successful, call it, you know, I, I really call it happy. I wasn't happy for a long time and I, I just wanted to be happy. And that's a funny thing because I'm not too worried about what kind of car I drive or, or what, you know, what, how fancy my house is. I just, I, I want you to be happy. And I think if you're coming from a place of being happy, it really can, it can really, it, it motivates you differently. You know, you know, you're coming, I lost a lot of my anxiety was, was, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to lose a lot of that. And, and just coming from a happier place, my soul just felt more content and, how can you go wrong from there? You know, like uh, if you happy and driven, how can you fail? You, you can only succeed. So that's what I want to try and show them is find what makes you happy, figure out how it works. And yes, it's completely different. I was, uh, I was really into music as a kid. And now look at me, I'm selling cement blocks, but it's, it's, I'm still engaging with people, something I love. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in industry, which I've learned, grown to love. I love, um, I love the industry. I, I've grown to love it because I've been in it so long. And it just, it really, I wake up and I don't, I'm not fearful for tomorrow. I'm, I'm excited and I'm, I'm ready for anything. And it, it really is completely different. And when I see a lot of people I haven't seen in a while, they go, wow, you look different. And I'm like, just, I'm like, I'm happy. <laughs> so it's a hard thing to, it's really cool, you know, and I really just want to show them, be happy and try and find things that make you happy and, and figure it out from there, you know? Uh, that's a very um, deep and profound place to be because I do think there's a lot of people stuck in their nine to five that are unhappy and it doesn't matter mm -hmm. how much money they earn. Um, you know, yes, happiness is not a destination and it's a choice and we're all responsible for our own happiness, but environments play a huge role into that and whether they're right or wrong um it's so important to find one's uh place for growth and you know you mentioned like taking the kids to school or picking them up or having those little conversations um how much those small things lead to really big overall results um you haven't lost your hard work ethos. I mean, uh, I, I do know a little bit about your, your backstory. Um, so, you know, it's not that you're not working hard and maybe you can just give 
an entrepreneur's perspective, someone who's running their own business in the middle of a, a global crisis, you know, are you working 25 hours a day? Um, what are you doing differently? Because smart is, is the key. If it was working harder, there'd be loads of billionaires out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much a creature of, I, I love routine. Uh, it's always been, you know, from possibly from the years and years of working nine to five, it, it set me up in my personality kind of, I am drawn to, to routine. It keeps me, keeps me focused. So I still have my, I still wake up early. I, I exercise, which is one of the biggest things that's one of, also one of the biggest things that changed me. Um, you know, I started respecting my body and my mind and it helped a lot, but so I keep, I keep my routine and it's strange. I got joke around with the family sometimes and I go, well, best get to the desk at, at, at nine before my boss sees me, you know, and we joke a little bit and they always, they do like to tease me because I am still one that goes and, and checks on my emails and I have my, my set routines. And I'm saying that that's the right thing to do. I, there's still some, there's still some learning I have to do and some breakaway and some uncomfortable shifts I must make for myself, I think, but I'm learning to go there slowly. I mean, we, we, we full time for three months. So I'm, I'm learning to, to challenge myself. And I think it's important to, to do that. Um, a mutual friend of both of us, uh, he put me onto the Tim, Tim Ferriss four hour work week. I'm not, I'm not nowhere near that yet, but yeah. I love to work. Uh, it's a, I love working. I, I don't have a problem working. Um, sometimes I hunt work and that's, that's where I sort of catch myself and go, okay, put it down, stop, don't, don't hunt. You know, you've, you've done what you need to do. Um, especially like you can step back and it's all right to go wander around the garden for a while or go pick up the kids or go with your wife to the shop. You know, this is, it's, it's a strange thing, but I never thought we're comfortable doing stuff like that. I always thought, no, I have to put my head down and, and constantly be busy because that means I'm achieving things and I'm getting things done often, often it's not the case, you know, it really isn't. You must allow yourself to have those moments. And, and yes, maybe sometimes I'll actually have to do a couple of emails from six till seven or, or do, or have a uh, deal with some clients after hours. And, and that's okay because I'm not working uh, eight to five, you know, so your tempo does change and, and yeah, you got to put in the hours in the beginning to, to achieve what you want to achieve. And I'm, I'm fully prepared for that. But also I think it's important to take those moments to mm -hmm. find things that the things that used to make you. Tick and to feed your soul and, 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 and about making you happy and well-rounded. Yeah, it, so, it sounds um, like the factors or the determining factors for perceived success. Um, you know, it's it's not necessarily all about the money. Um, and remembering to put like first things first. You know, there's more to life than 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 just money and and a job. Um, then yeah while you were, were busy talking that and uh, we glitched out a little bit there but um <clears throat> the yes three months full time but i think something that's very very crucial is that um you've also put in two to three years of hard work behind the scenes so it's yeah, not correct, it's, yeah. it's not a three-month-old business it's it's more of like a no, three-year-old no, business so correct yeah um what were some of the smart things that you put in place um, 
i.e. did you have someone working on your books? Um, did you have someone doing some form of marketing for you? How, what are some of the smartest moves you've made in that process and some of the absolute bummer moves, dud moves that you made during that time? Yeah, yeah it's great. We, uh, we learn quickly. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, so I have, I have made some mistakes and I'm glad for them because I'll never make them again. Um, you know, I was, like you said, um, initially I was coming home and then working from six until whatever time or perhaps had dinner with the family and then carried on working from eight until nine, ten. So there were, were, were those hours that I had to push uh, really hard and get the setup done, um, which I'm grateful for, but I'm glad I, I don't have to do that anymore as it stands. So that's that's something I'm grateful for. I did make mistakes. I, you know, you you trust you have a friend who, who knows someone and who can do the books for you. And, you know, I use some guys that really, a guy that you know, really let me down, who's, who really wasted my time. And you, it happens, you know, these things happen. I think in business, you've got to learn. Sometimes you have to learn the hard way and you have to get up again and, and uh, face it and, and learn not to make those same mistakes again. And, um, you know, certain things you, you're going to, you're going to do make, it's just learning from those mistakes and correcting them and, and things you wouldn't do again. I, what I'm, what I'm, I'm grateful for is I handed over my marketing, my social media side onto a company and they've, they've assisted me with building content. You know, it's quite tough sometimes when you're trying to, when you, when you're selling one product, you know, even yeah. though the company is called Rika products, uh, my our main focus is the Rika block for now. Um, but I never just, you know, it's, it's quite difficult marketing one product. You know, you really only have, if you, you have to be very inventive to show it in different ways and 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 marketing as you know it's a, it's a beast it's it's a it's a something that really you need to know what you're doing and um you know i was doing a lot of it in the beginning and i was just paying for facebook ads and paying for likes and you know it's i was kind of winging it and yes i got myself to a point but i'm glad i i got out of it because you know i was I really was floundering at some stage, you know, yes, people, people knew about the product and even nationally people knew about the product, which I was quite proud of, but the content needed a, sh a shakeup, you know, the content really needed a, a, a shakeup. And I found, found a, a team, uh, one media that really have assisted me and, and gotten bored. And, uh, you know, you can, you can see the, you can see the, the advantages of using third party companies to assist you uh, people who just have the know and who can really just, help you get that next level so that that i'm really uh, glad for and it really assisted me so it was a good move <laughs> yeah speaking of um social media and, and marketing um you know we both grew up in a time where social media wasn't a thing um <laughs> you know and it's kind of uh, grown with us as uh, in in our in our years but how, how valuable has marketing on social media being for you as a business yeah it's vital um you know you need to have a voice in all these mediums because they all connect you know which is something i found out and you know i would i would be very um goal orientated you know i would make a boost a post and get look for the likes and you know i, I kind of like uh, would forget about the other one oh, that one's not working you know um Instagram's not working for me right now. Forget that one. Let's not bother with that one. Let's focus on Google 
Google ads and that's, you know, and jump around, but ultimately they're all important. You know, what I've learned is they're all important. They all speak to each other behind the scenes and um, it's important to have a voice and it's important for your clients to go on there and be able to, to engage with you and be able to start up a conversation if they need assistance, especially for my product being something new, you know, I, I, I want to be there and I want to be able to assist them and, and guide them. And, you know, often I do find sometimes, you know, Facebook for me is a lot of window shopping, but uh, for brand awareness, it does help. Um, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm learning is, you know, you got to go the times. I mean, Facebook is getting a bit old school, you know, and this, this is apparently the new moves or more. Uh, apparently, TikTok is on the up. Um, uh, YouTube videos is where you know advertising in YouTube now is is probably been there for a long time. So I got to stay with it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting old, you know. I got, that's why I need a young company to help me <laughs> because you can quickly become uh, irrelevant. And especially with a new concept product, I need to stay on top of it and, uh, and speak to my audience. You know, I need to be telling these kids that are growing up, hey, don't build like that. That was what your grandpa used to do. Come with me, you know, yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah. build, let's build smart. Let's build smart. Uh, you know, that, that's just something to just come back to the product um, side of things. I mean, I, I was in the, the timber construction game sort of like 10 years ago and having to dig holes and all these things. And I know how time consuming and waiting for concrete to set. Yeah. Um, what, how much time on an average deck, um, how much time has it taken away? Because ultimately like products that save time are the reason success happens. Uber has saved you the hassle of driving. Airbnb has saved you the hassle of, um, you know, having to work through travel agents, et cetera, et cetera. Anything that saves you time uh, is, is of the mega way. value. So how much time are we talking yet? Okay, well, if you're going to be doing it properly, it's, it's going to save you heaps of time. Um, we built our first sample deck, uh, which was a three meter by three meter. We built it in four hours. And, and that's start to finish. So sure. normally what you should be doing is getting your posts, getting them cut, putting them in the ground, mixing the concrete, letting the concrete, pouring the concrete into the holes, leveling the, the pole, and then waiting for it to set. Now, concrete sets okay in a day, but it shouldn't be touched. You know, you should only really be, it's, its first curing is at seven days. That's where it's set to its first stage of curing. And then ultimately, 28 days is the next proper, that's when it's fully set. Yeah. And it continues to cure over time, but that's sort of, so theoretically, it's saving you seven days in effect. But, you know, there are cheats. You know, people learn how to cheat around it. But is it right? Uh, I probably argue with people and say no, you know. But, you know, guys have ways of setting it up, um, bracing it, and then they'll pour and then build onto it. But, you know, you shouldn't be touching a post that's been set in concrete for at least seven days or, mm. you know, hammering on it or drilling into it and moving it it's trying to set so once you start moving it you, you're wiggling it from from its foundation and then you make it loose um but anyway so it's it's you know it's, it's one way to do it it's really it's it's a lot it's a lot quicker it's it's you're still using your it's not for every single beam it's it's used every 1.5 in any direction like like you would normally set a post and it's can use you can use it with 38 more material 50 more material 
even elevated decks with a 95 by 95 post. So it's it's got multiple uses out of one block. So yeah. I, I do get asked from time to time, how many different products is it? And it's one block. So it's one cleverly engineered block that can serve all these purposes. Yeah. So also also weighing in at only 15 kgs, which you know won't completely destroy your shopping cart, but it, you know it will. It's coming in at a reasonable way to carry around on site. And you know we we South Africans we like to build with mortar you know we want it to be solid there's plastic alternatives out there but in my belief there's enough plastic in the world you know so we like concrete and this is an eps mix so it uses we use only recycled polystyrene you know the stuff you get your takeaway food in what do you know those things lay around and blow around the environment forever so we use we use that and with harvested rainwater and we're trying our our little bit to make it a a eco-friendly product as well so It's, it's all these little things that we've that we thought of, you know, let's make uses of all this by waste and byproduct, you know, let's try and use that back into the system. And, and there's something that will, will be there for you and around for 20 years, you know, so it's a, it's, it's a really, it's a great, I'm so happy to have this product out here in this country now, you know, I was looking for it 10 years ago, I got tired of looking, so I made it happen. <laughs> well, that's ultimately that's what, where it starts, eh? Yeah, that's it, man. And then uh, maybe as an inspiration to anyone out there, you know, why, why wait for things to happen or come to you? Go fetch them, you know, make it happen. Yeah. Um, get active and do it. Why not? You know, no idea is a bad idea if you believe in it. Just do it. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> so, Kevin, uh, you guys are supplying locally and nationally? Correct, yeah. So, we are supplying... We, we've got retailers in the Western Cape, um, but we've got the Pole Yard, we've got Somerset Timbers, we've got Timbercore, we've got Saplings. We even have a retailer out in Kwambanani called Pomba Poles and Timber. So these are our retailers um, and people are welcome to also buy direct if they go online to our contact page. There's a buy direct form. You just fill it in and nationally we'll, we'll send it to you. I've, we've sent it far and wide. Durban, PE, Nelspreit, uh, Pretoria, Johannesburg, wherever you, wherever you want it, we'll get it to you. Uh, it's, we'll just use, we just use couriers. If it's larger volume and you're sitting with a hardware store and you're wondering, man, why don't I have this product? Call us, uh, email me. You know, we'll, we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you in bulk, which makes more sense. And pop it on a pallet and send it up like we do to Kwambanani. I mean, that's not a chip and a putt. That's a, that's a good haul away. So we can yeah. get it to you. We all, it's, it's, yeah, come and fetch it, you know. By all means, it's plenty of stock. We will definitely um, link all of your contact information and social media accounts and everything in the description on the podcast and um, on the YouTube video. But if people do want to find you on social media, what is the social media handle? Is it at Rika products? Yeah. Yeah. At Rika products SA. Yeah. I think it's our Instagram and then Facebook is just Rika products. Okay. Pop up. Awesome. So if they just search Rika products, I mean, they get, they're going to yeah. find you one way or another. Yeah. And then what would be your um, piece of advice that you'd be giving to your younger self that could be um, given to other people that are thinking of starting their own business um, or stepping out or taking that risk or starting that product? Um, what's what's going to be your some of your guidance and advice apart from everything that you've shared with us? Sure. Uh, thank you. Um, I think, you know, believe in yourself, uh, look after yourself, um, you know, love yourself and, mm-hmm. and 
from there a lot of a lot of a lot of changes start happening and that's that's what i i personally believe it's what what i started you know, my personal journey was that and it really changed my outlook on a lot of things and gave me a lot more belief and you know um time is time is very you know this world don't stop for no one you know and I, my 20s became my 30s my 30s became my 40s and i realized you know don't wait the world is scary whether you have a safety net or not you know just believe get out there work hard it's not going to roll into your lap you know and um and just be inspired you know and and talk to people and and just pursue don't 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 give up you know maybe and some ideas won't work and and some ideas uh will fail don't be scared of failure we all fear is a real thing and uh it's it's just but it's it's overcomable you know we can push through and um, fall like you were when you were a child, you got back up again and you got back on that bicycle and you started riding again and, and you fell and you fell just through time. You, you lost your armor and, you know, get, get back up there and strap it back on and look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself and keep going. You know, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no easy way to do it, but other than just doing it and, and just every day, just be grateful. I think that's also a positive thing to do when, sometimes it's difficult sure you know get up and the wind's blowing again in cape town or, or it's or it's raining you know but maybe the wind's trying to blow away the pollution you know and uh it's yeah. trying to cool us down so there's there's some good things happening out there and it's creating energy you know if we're clever enough so you know let's just start i think starting like that and then everything else falls into place um and realize like you can do it man have, have belief in yourself and uh I believe a lot of people could could achieve a lot more if they just believed in themselves a little bit yeah. more. And I think this world would be a better place and be humble. This is one thing I've always always carried through, you know, be a humble person. No one's better than anyone else. You know, we all just here just trying our best. Just be humble. Yeah, I think um, all of the cool products that we use and great inventions have been made by just ordinary people like you and Correct, me yeah. who got Correct. together around a good idea and um, being humble is a very, very important thing and the gratitude and all of those. So Kevin, it's been really awesome just to get to understand you um, a lot better and get a bit of the backstory behind the Rika block and Rika products and where you're going. And I definitely look forward to touching base again in the future and seeing some more successes of, of where this has taken you. And yeah, apart from that, I can only say thank you for being on the how podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And thank you to your listeners for tuning in and listening. It's been amazing. And uh, I wish you all the best too, with the podcast and everything else you have on the go. I know you're a busy man. You're one of, uh, you're also a big inspiration for me. I must be honest. You continuously going which is really cool and keep it up man i'm proud of you thanks kevin i greatly appreciate that cool cool let me hit stop yeah uh